It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger Talk. Are you ready for the brand new thing? Let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Vassay is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. Buy new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk. David Vesey. We are live at Dodger Stadium after Mookie Betts comes off the bench for a walk-off pinch hit RBI single to give the Dodgers the 3-2 win over the Arizona Diamondbacks to close out this five-game series. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vasse with you until 1140 tonight at 866-987-2570. Jose Moda will join us at 1120 tonight. We'll get his thoughts on what he saw from this Dodger offense against Zach Gallen. Obviously a playoff caliber starting pitcher. And also what he saw from Julio Urias tonight, who was taken out of the game after only 89 pitches with one out in the sixth inning. And look, you could try to simulate any situation you want at this point in time in the season. But the facts are, it's the Diamondbacks. Uh, and it's not a playoff game. And if you want to have Evan Phillips come in and face Christian Walker to simulate a playoff-type situation, that's all well and good. But I feel at this point in time, Evan Phillips has proven enough. And I know Evan hadn't pitched that much this week. In fact, this was only the third time that Evan Phillips pitched in a game since last Saturday. So I can understand wanting to get him some work, but I still would have liked to have seen Julio Urias stay in the game and finish the sixth inning. Now, would that have changed anything as far as him maybe getting the win to try to help him get to 20? Um, probably not with the way Zach Gallen was pitching, but I just thought it was um, it was a predetermined number that they were going to take Julio out. How else do you explain it? It's not like he was running out of gas out there. In fact, when you look at the innings pitched this season, as far as the regular season goes, he's going to pitch less innings this year than he did last year during the regular season. And when you hear Dave Roberts say it's about the big picture, that means and that they are planning on leaning heavily on Julio Urias in October, and I love that. But I would hope that he's able to stay in the game longer than what he was able to tonight. And the majority of the year has been able to stay in the game. Um, you know, if you look at the numbers as far as facing a lineup for the third time, 
Uh, it does go up for Julio. Uh, first time around the order, they're hitting 186 against him. Second time around in the order, they're hitting 162 against him. And when I say they, the league. And then the third time he faces a lineup, it goes up a little bit to 279. In fact, it goes up 100 points. And the OPS goes up almost 200 points. So I guess there's a, a case to be made for that. But uh, every individual game is its own and uh, Evan Phillips has been a super reliever for the Dodgers, and you want to make sure the tax, basically my point is the tax is going to be paid somewhere. If it's not going to be with your starting pitcher, it's going to be with your bullpen, and you don't want your relievers who are relied upon more than ever in baseball, and the Dodgers certainly have relied upon their relievers in past postseasons after a long regular season quite a bit. The tax is going to be paid somewhere. Is it going to be with your starting pitcher, or is it going to be paid with one of your key relievers? At some point, the tax is paid, right? We saw that with Joe Blanton in 2016. We saw that with Brandon Morrow in 2017. We saw it with Ryan Madsen in 2018. The tax is going to be paid somewhere. There's no way around it. Uh, pitchers need to be thrown. The game is nine innings. The tax is going to be paid somewhere. So, uh, it's either going to be with the starting pitcher or it's going to be with one of your key relievers. And uh, there's been points in time in the last three or four weeks where you kind of feel like Evan Phillips stuff has flattened out a little bit. But at, I've heard pitchers say this in September, no matter it's a starter or a reliever, at some point they feel that dead arm period. It's not like their arm is dead necessarily. It's just a sensation where their stuff is a little flat. And maybe that's what Evan experienced a couple of weeks um, or the last three weeks. It looked better tonight, obviously. He had only pitched uh, three times since Saturday. There's got to be a reason for that, right? They're trying to rest him as well. He's been not only the Blake Trinan for the Dodgers this year. Think about it. He's been Blake Trinan and Daniel Hudson this year. I'm not sure people realize that. The Dodgers went into the season thinking they had some depth with Blake Trinan doing the Blake Trinan thing and Daniel Hudson being in support of Trinan and being kind of a two-headed monster with Trinan. And Evan Phillips now, all season long, has shouldered the workload that Trinan and Daniel Hudson would have been accounted for. Remember, Hudson uh, tore his ACL in Atlanta uh, when was that? That was back in July. All the way back in July is when, or excuse me, all the way back in June. June 25th is when he did it. Uh, so ever since then, it's been Evan Phillips having to shoulder the burden of the Blake Trinan and Daniel Hudson role. And we saw Daniel out here uh, on this homestand, and he did have successful knee surgery, and our best goes out to him. But uh, Evan Phillips has been the guy. He has been the super reliever. When I say that, I literally mean it. He's been the Dodgers super reliever. And maybe the Dodgers are considering Phillips as their closer. Tommy Canely's back. He's, <laughs> he's going to be vital as well for the Dodgers bullpen going into October. And there's an argument to be made that he and Bruce Gratterall are maybe the two freshest arms of any playoff relief pitcher that's going to be used in high leverage situations Gratterall pitched tonight for only the fifth time since the all-star break he's been on and off the injured list ever since July so 
<laughs> hopefully he can stay healthy because they need Gradraw and they need Canley and they need Evan Phillips, certainly. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Dodgers walk it off thanks to Mookie Betts 3-2 against the Arizona Diamondbacks tonight. Let's go out to the phones. Escondido, Don, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Don. Hi, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great, yeah, it was Don. a great game today. I went, to, I went to the Padre game today and unfortunately did not get to see Pujols hit a home run. So are you anyway, showing up to Dodger I, Stadium over the weekend? Are you chasing pool holes? Are you following pool holes, Don? I live in Escondido, so Petco Park's kind of home home field for me. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but anyway, I was wondering, uh, since so many things have decided, I, my mind goes wandering. Um, if somehow Houston manages to win five more games than the Dodgers for the rest of the season and ties the Dodgers' record, since the two teams don't appear to have played during the season, who would have the World Series advantage for home home field? Interdivisional record would decide that, Don, if there was a tiebreaker. So whoever had a better record inside their division would win it. I haven't looked at Houston's, but I know the Dodgers have dominated the Giants, the Padres, and the Diamondbacks. Uh, the Rockies have played better against the Dodgers this year, but um, I, I would have to look that up. Oh, interesting. All right. Thanks for the phone call. 866-987-2570. Yeah, that's a long ways away, by the way, uh, as far as the World Series goes. But I know it's on everybody's mind. That's been my pick since the beginning of the year. I feel like it's going to be a rematch of the 2017 World Series, Dodgers-Astros. That will be epic. Let's go out to Burbank. Mark, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Mark. David, good evening. Thanks for taking the call. How are you? I'm doing great. It was um, an interesting Good. game. I felt like it was two separate games. The first eight innings with no answers against one of the best pitchers in the National League, and then the Dodgers took advantage of a very, very shaky bullpen. We need uh, we need to get Arizona out of town. I think everybody's kind of tired of uh, looking. Yeah, back. including uh, the players. Totally. Uh, here's my my quick call. Here's a suggestion. I have an idea for a possible closer for the Dodgers in the postseason. Answer Alberto. Well, no. Okay. But uh, they need, need to see him if it's a blowout, pitch the last inning of the seventh game. Anyway, okay. here's my suggestion. There's a guy on the roster who's got a high baseball IQ, who's got nerves of steel, tends to keep the ball around the plate, does pretty well. Through the lineup for the first time, doesn't walk a lot of guys, has got a lot of stamina. I say you take him out of the rotation and you make Clayton Kershaw the closer for this postseason. Clayton Kershaw is your closer. Okay, you take Kershaw out of the rotation and you're holding him for maybe three games in a series to close out games, maybe four if uh, if it's that close and four you know, potential wins. Who's starting for you, Mark? Urias. Mm-hmm. Anderson. Uh-huh. I like Heaney for five innings. You do. I like Heaney two times through an innings. Fine. You do. I, I, I think he, yeah, I don't, I don't have any issues with him so far. He's pitched when Mark, healthy. I like Heaney too, but he gives up a lot of home runs and he's never pitched in the postseason. 
I'm sticking with Clayton Kershaw to start games and Julio Urias. Now, the two guys you mentioned, Tyler Anderson and Andrew Heaney, I believe Heaney's going to have a big role in some form or fashion as far as coming in against a, a team for maybe one time through the lineup. And Tyler Anderson may find himself starting games and he may find himself coming out of the bullpen in certain games. So I, I'm a firm believer that the Dodgers are going to start Urias and Kershaw, and after that they're going to try to use the rest of their pitching staff to get through the rest of a series. Not that Dustin May might be an option also. He's had trouble throwing strikes, Mark. Got to see more of that. I think Dustin May is going to be at the front end of games, Mark. Thanks for the phone call. Look, when you're coming out of the bullpen, especially in the ninth inning, you want guys that throw strikes. And I thought maybe when Dustin May came off the injured list, he could be that type of guy where you warm him up and get him ready for the last nine outs of a game. But you have to see more from him. He just hasn't had the command and the tilt on his pitches to be able to get swing and misses. And late in the game, especially in the postseason, you need swing and miss. And Evan Phillips, to me, is the obvious choice. If you're going to go with just one guy to close games, for me, it's Evan Phillips, especially with Gratterall and Canely back. Maybe they can help you. But I kind of feel like the Dodgers are not going to just put a certain pitcher in one bucket outside of Kershaw and Urias. Maybe even those two guys won't be in just one bucket as starting pitcher. I feel after those two guys, the Dodgers are going to match up and do what's best to get the 27 outs to win a playoff game after those two left-handers. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go out to Vancouver, Washington. Bob, you're on Dodger Talk. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing pretty well. Just a couple of things. A couple of nights ago, you interviewed Max Muncy, and he did a great job. I know you asked him about his personal achievements, but he brushed it off and talked about the team. I thought that was a first-class uh, reaction from Max. He did a great job. The other thing is that is it possible that a you – no, know, on TV they talk about the defensive play of the game – uh, if a pitcher struck out nine batters or more, why couldn't a pitcher become defensive player of the game? I don't know about defensive player of the game. He's a pitcher. He's not a defender, number one. And if you're talking about a defensive play, a strikeout isn't really considered a defensive play. It's a pitching play. It's a pitching moment. I, I would classify that in a different way. Strikeouts, it's, to me, that's a play. But uh, I, I don't think, think so. It's a strikeout. You know, I, it's okay to disagree. I just thought it was, it would like to see it because some of those pitchers do great jobs. I'll talk to Joe Davis for you, Bob, see if he could reconsider. You do a great job, Dave. Keep it up. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. 866-987-2570. I'm, gonna call, I'm texting Joe Davis. I want a meeting at 3 o'clock to talk about his defensive play decisions. Maybe it's his stat guy, Rick Krajewski, that I got to talk to. 866-987-2570. It was a great night here at Dodger Stadium, a really good pitching matchup. Zach Gallen and Julio Urias really delivered tonight. Julio was in the game until one out in the sixth inning. Gallen continues to be one of the hottest right-hander pitchers, right-handed pitchers in all of baseball. Eight scoreless innings with a career-high 13 strikeouts, and it was great to see all the fans here at Dodger Stadium enjoying the Dustin May bobblehead night. 
47,907 were in, were in attendance, including Wine Mary from Constellation Brands. She reemerged here at Dodger Stadium and had a sweet 220 going. Man, what a party out there. And it was great to see our contractor of the month from Navient Tankless Water Heaters out here as well. We're going to take a timeout. When we continue, we'll check in with Jose Moda, get his thoughts on the Dodgers' closer situation and who he might pick to close games for the Dodgers in October. The Dodgers, thanks to Mookie, defeat the Diamondbacks 3-2 on a Betts pinch hit RBI single in the ninth inning right here on AM570 LA Sports. On air at AM570, online at am570lasports.com, and available by podcast on the iHeartRadio app. This is Dodger Talk with David Bassett. Three and two, man to fly to bets. Here it comes. Wide drive, base hit. The Dodgers win it. The Dodgers walk it off for the fourth time this year on a bet pinch hit single to left. Dodgers win three to two with two in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Mookie with his first walk-off base hit as a Dodger. It was a line drive to left field with the bases loaded and two outs, and he delivered off the bench for the Dodgers, a 3-2 win for the Dodgers over the Diamondbacks here on AM570 LA Sports. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Even though there was not a home run in the game tonight, we still have a winner in our Daniels Jewelers home run forecast. We'd like to congratulate Elizabeth Lemos of Harbor City. Elizabeth receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card for playing. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, go Go to am570lasports.com slash home run. We had a caller early in the show ask us if the Astros and Dodgers faced each other in the World Series and had the same exact regular season record, what would be the tiebreaker? And we explained it would be their intra-division records. Whoever had the better record within their division, the Astros in the AL West, the Dodgers in the NL West, would have home field advantage in the Fall Classic. The Astros are done playing within their division, and their record was 51 and 25 in those games. The Dodgers are 49 and 18 against the NL West, and they have nine more games inside their division: three in San Diego and six against the Rockies to close out the regular season. So it looks like if the Astros were able to catch the Dodgers who have a five game lead in the loss column the Dodgers would have the tiebreaker in that type of scenario 866-987-2570 let's check in with our man Jose Moda Jose we talked about this matchup between the two starting pitchers that are along with Sandy Alcantara Cy Young Award candidates uh, Zach Gallen certainly lived up to the hype Oh, man, these two guys are fun to watch. Uh, Zach Gallen, there's no doubt. Um, this guy's got some stuff. He, he's, he's got some guts, and he has the ability to go out there and change his game around. And uh, for a guy that throws as hard as he does, um, taking a little page out of uh, Madison Baumgartner, he went breaking ball heavy, which is what the Dodgers need to be ready for in the, off, in the, in the postseason because 98 pitches today, 41 four-seamers, 16 cutters, 38 curveball, three change-ups. That's what's coming, and that's where you got the strikeouts. Were you surprised Toy Lovello took him out after eight innings? If he's in the game in the ninth inning after that Walker home run, the Diamondbacks probably win this game. 
Uh, not surprised at all. The way games are managed nowadays uh, oh. is what we've gotten used to. I'm not surprised at all, Dave. Honestly, I just don't see a, a young pitcher like that after he gave you that type of effort with so many strikeouts and, you know, a lot of pitches obviously under stress. Um, to expose him to a ninth inning when you know he already gave you the best he got. So um, Jose, maybe 15, let me t- 20 years ago. Jose, 90, well, tell me what the difference is between 98 pitches and maybe 115. Is that going to break his career? Is his elbow going to give out? That's the uncertain one. Nobody knows. And I think based on um, facts and historical analytics and guys getting worn out after throwing extra 15 pitches, perhaps that's what medical staff have to say. And that's why guys are so guarded all throughout baseball with this, you know, these types of decisions, Dave. So, I mean, guys are built different too. There, there's so many more specialized programs to get these guys better and, and stronger, but um, it's just not the case where you see guys going out there mounting up 230 innings. Uh, so the game has changed in, in a lot of ways. And, uh, nowadays, the way bullpens are managed, the way front offices want things to be put together in a game, but Dave, I'm not surprised at all. I'm just uh, not convinced, and nobody has shown me any proof that uh, 100 pitches is the magic number where that will, if you go over it, is going to tilt the elbow, especially when a young guy has a career high in strikeouts, 13. The Diamondbacks haven't had a lot to cheer about this year. Uh, it would have been nice to see him complete the game. Sandy Alcantara for the Marlins, by the way, Jose, has five complete games, one against the Dodgers. Oh, I'm with you. Trust me. I want to see more of this. I want to see more guys go out there. But those guys are going to be conditioned starting in spring training, starting with you know the way they prepare their bodies and their legs. And you go back to the, the days of guys running out in, in the parking lots and building those trunks, as Nolan Ryan always said, hey, it's not about my arm all the time. It's about my trunk. My legs need to be strong as possible. So um, it's just the way the game has evolved. And now when you ask a guy um, to go out there and do 115, say, and, and 120, and then he has a couple of bad outings, it's like, uh-oh, what did we do to this arm? So there's more stories about that that managers and front offices don't want to be related to than stories of missing on the safe side and having a guy more available for the long term. Well, Sandy Koufax always used to say, you don't train for a marathon by running sprints. And that's the analogy he used to pitchers as well. The more you throw, the more your body is used to it. And you mentioned the trunk. I have seen Julio Urias ever since he got drafted by or signed by the Dodgers running around Camelback Ranch in Glendale, Arizona, the outside part of the facility during spring training. What did you see from Julio tonight? As Hillary admitted, his fastball was not as sharp. I don't think sharpness uh, in terms of command where he wanted it. It's not that he was walking people, but where he wanted the fastball was not there all the time. And uh, Hillary depends so much on that high fastball to get guys off of that breaking ball. And I just didn't see a great feel for it. Now, <laughs> this guy goes out there and competes, David. You know, it doesn't matter where your stuff is. And I think as we talk about the old days and the, and, and the modern days, if, you're, if you don't feel like your stuff is there, a lot of young pitchers nowadays kind of just say, well, it's not there, it's not my day. But it shouldn't be that case because uh, out of 32 starts, you know, in the season, how often are you going to have your best stuff? Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe half of the time. Maybe the other, uh, you know, the other 10 starts, you got to go. Okay, I-, I can get by, but and there's going to be six or seven where you get just grind through somehow. And sometimes not having your best stuff doesn't mean you're not going to pitch well. You've got to find different ways, and that's all. But so Julio is a smart guy. Julio does not give the credit that he deserves just to be in a very astute 
and prepare a pitcher. And Dave, you've seen her very well more than I have. He is preferred for the long term. He wants to not prepare for six months. He wants to prepare for seven months. And I think also in the mind of the Dodgers is the same thing. Holdy is averaging. I would have looked at this. 84 pitches per start. And he had a couple of little duds here. He had one in Colorado where he won like 50-some pitches or 60-some pitches. Then he won, won against the Cubs. He won 60-some pitches. So if he averaged it out really in starts, he's probably close to 90 pitches on the average, 88 maybe. Um, but, man, it's, it's good to see him go out there and battle through and not let things get in the way. A bad play here and there not get in the way. And a team like the D-backs who have seen so much of you just go out there and compete with whatever you have that day and get the job done. I tip my hat again because, uh, and again, um, I was surprised he was taken out. I'll tell you that one. I agree with you on that one. Yeah. I, I think he had a little more in the tank. And, I know and I he think, wants uh, to stay in there. Of, of, I know he wants the and, opportunity and it, to go three times around the order. Jose, fast forward, speaking of the bullpen, when you start to take your starting pitcher out, all of a sudden you start the domino effect with your bullpen. And I know this is a game in September, but – you may see that in October, and Dave Roberts, after the game, kind of tipped his hand a little bit that he's having second thoughts about Craig Kimbrell closing games in October. Uh, we've been talking about it. If how do you, what direction do you believe the Dodgers are going in as far as the final six or three outs in October? I'm going to go back and and think about Evan Phillips and why he was brought in today against a guy like Walker, right? There's a reason for that. I'm going to work back from, from Phillips and Vesia and Gratterall and hopefully Trinan. And I think whoever's going to close for you has to have the ability to come in in the eighth inning with, with two outs and get you four outs. I mean, the post is a different monster. Yeah. And go back to back and have the ability to go through the middle of the lineup, take part of the lineup. So that's those are my picks right there. Kimbrell, unfortunately, and I know he's worked so hard to be the guy again, but it's not there. I mean, lefties don't feel any uncomfortableness against him in the batter's box. And uh, when he does not have that breaking ball, time after time we've seen it, Dave, it's, not, it's just not – it's not a guy that at this time you can afford to put your team in a position where it, as good as he's been at this point, is not there for you to go. You know, he's done it before. He's got close to 400 saves in his career. But uh, you got to get a little sentiments out of the way and say, who are my best options? Who's my best arm starting backwards to work into – when my starter leaves me in that game. Do you believe it's a coincidence Evan Phillips had not pitched in more than two games since Saturday until tonight? Do you feel like the Dodgers have been trying to, you know, we always hear about them trying to save their starters. Do you feel like they wanted to pull back the reins on Evan Phillips? I say so because you're thinking um, big picture and how much how much more is Evan Phillips going to get better by pitching him and you know as often as he did the first five months of the season now in September. You prefer to have a Phillips that he's still going to be sharp. He's, he's not a thrower. This guy knows how to pitch and, and keep the ball in good slots and, and good, uh, good lanes. And whatever time he can use to be off. And, and one thing we're to clarify too, Dave, is when a guy doesn't pitch and the guy's been up twice in a bullpen, you know where those, those throws are coming from? The same arm. Yeah. So if you don't see a guy sometimes come into a game, well, sometimes it's because he got up twice the night before and the manager says hey between you and me i'm going to try to get away from you and 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 not use you today but you know when you see a guy pitch he gets up twice and throws you know 35 40 pitches warming up uh you know what it's not a different armor is coming out of it is the same arm yeah. and the best managers in baseball they will tell you 
I'll have this conversation with my guys during batting practice, and I'll ask them how do you feel, and I'll decide, hey, I'm going to try to stay away from because you're up twice yesterday, and I know that i got to save you. And for Evan Phillips, understand that this is all new for him, and the role's going to get bigger. The, you know, the, the situations and, and challenges are going to get bigger. Keep him as rested as possible and spread him out because his stuff is just one that uh, they know nothing scares this guy. Great point, Jose. Thanks for joining us and can't wait to see you out here at Dodger Stadium tomorrow night. Well, maybe history made in the next three games with Albert Pujols just two home runs shy of 700 and a lefty on the mound tomorrow night in Andrew Heaney. Yes, as long as this series, Albert Pujols doesn't see Hunter Alberto, it'll be legit. (laughs) I I, I like that. that. I like that, Jose. (laughs) No, no. Take care. Good night, buddy. All right, there he goes. Jose Mota, Dodger broadcaster. It should be fun these next three games here at Dodger Stadium. The energy level will be a little bit higher than what it was in these five games against the Arizona Diamondbacks. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Uh, Dan Patrick had David Cohn on his show yesterday morning, and David joined us a couple of Sundays ago before Sunday night baseball here at Dodger Stadium. And David Cohn was part of the best Yankees team that won a championship in the 90s, the 1998 team that won 114 games and went on to win the World Series. They actually beat the San Diego Padres that year in the World Series. And, look, he's been through those expectations in New York and understands the expectations here in Los Angeles. And he said, is it fair that the Dodgers are going to be judged by what they do in October? No, but that's the reality. And then he doubled down a little bit farther as far as where this Dodger team may find itself in the history books if they are able to win the World Series after this great regular season. They have a chance to be. They have a chance to be the greatest team in Dodgers history and then also to get into the argument of all-time greatest teams. Uh, We don't know how many games they're going to end up winning. If they get to the one... 10 to 120 area, maybe 114. We had 114 in 1998, and we closed the deal and won the World Series. A couple years later, the Seattle Mariners won 116 games in the regular season, Ichiro's first year, but they didn't close the deal, and nobody talks about that. So, yes, if they close the deal, they have their signature moment. They're kind of in the middle of a little dynasty right now, the Dodgers, and this could be their 1998 Yankees year. The, the one that really is their signature point in time, the great one of the greatest teams in franchise history. I think the Dodgers could easily do that. They're having a signature year, not only in the history of baseball, but for that organization. It's the Dodgers, going back to Brooklyn. Yeah. This could be the greatest Dodgers team of all time if they can close it out. And that was David Cohn on the Dan Patrick Show yesterday. And look, he's been a world champion with the Blue Jays, with the Yankees. Uh, he was part of the Mets in 86 and 88. He knows what he's talking about, and it's hard to argue that. If the Dodgers win the World Series, they will be considered one of the greatest teams in the modern era and maybe one of the greatest teams since, uh, you know, in the last 100 years. Certainly the greatest Dodger team, that's for sure. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Jacob, who is at Dodger Stadium tonight. Jacob, I understand you're from Nashville, Tennessee. So I'm actually from Memphis, Tennessee. Real close, though, but we are from the state. Um, big Mookie fans in Tennessee. Everybody's a big Mookie fan. But, uh, oh, my goodness, what a game, man. What a game. Uh, we stayed to the very end. 
Uh, we were late, uh, had a busy day trying to get everything in. This is actually last day here. So for Mookie to walk it off for us, uh, what a game. Like, wow, Mookie's phenomenal, man. Like, he's the guy. He did everything and more for us tonight just to get the win for us and be super Mookie, as they say. Yeah, you guys were on the same schedule. Mookie did not get the start tonight, so you didn't miss any of his at-bats. And I'm happy you got to see him and even happier that you got to see Mookie deliver his first ever walk-off base hit for the Dodgers, Jacob. Thanks for coming out to Dodger Stadium, and I'm really happy you got to see Mookie do his magic tonight. Thanks, David. All right, thanks for coming out to Dodger Stadium, Jacob. Get back home safely to Memphis, Tennessee. Tomorrow night... Game one of this three-game series between the Dodgers and St. Louis Cardinals. By the way, St. Louis is on its way to win the National League Central. I believe there's a chance that they can clinch here at Dodger Stadium by the end of this weekend. So we'll see whether or not that happens. The Dodgers will have something to say about that. Jose Quintana will be on the mound for St. Louis tomorrow night. He's 5-6 and six with an ERA at 313. Andrew Heaney will be on the mound for the Dodgers. He's 3-2 with an ERA of 266. Heaney, as you know, is a left-hander, so that means Albert Pujols will be in the Cardinals' starting lineup, two home runs shy of 700. And as you know, Heaney has been susceptible to giving up home runs, so we'll see whether or not Pujols is able to hit 699 tomorrow night, and uh, it should be... Uh, a lot of drama every time he comes to the plate. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck begins at 6 o'clock with first pitch at 7.10. Thanks to Colin Yee back at our Burbank studios. Thanks to Dwayne McDonald out here at Dodger Stadium. And thanks to you for listening. In case you missed any of the show, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. In case you missed our pregame conversation with the proud new papa, Tyler Anderson, you can find it as well on the iHeartRadio app. All you have to do is download Dodger Talk, subscribe to Dodger Talk, and you'll get all of that great Dodger baseball content. Once again, the final score from Dodger Stadium, the Dodgers, thanks to Mookie Betts, pinch hit RBI single in the bottom of the ninth inning, walk off against the Arizona Diamondbacks 3-2. Have a great rest of your night. Ben Maller is next. See ya.